you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum Hey, Soul Fam. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I am your host, Queen Namaste, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild. Nothing is left off the table, and I interview high vibe people who are raising the consciousness of this planet. So, if it is your first time to the show, welcome. And if it's not, welcome back. I love you. How is everybody doing? December 2020. We made it, you guys. We made it. A lot of us made it. Thank you for being here. This shit is not easy, and I just want to congratulate you if you are listening to this podcast in December of 2020. Like, what a ride. And it's not over yet, so keep your vibes high. I know I've been feeling the roller coaster of emotions this day, these days, especially in uh, in December. There's a lot of energy going on. There's a couple of eclipses, so eclipse energy is always wild as well. So just remember to keep your frequency high. Do your rituals, meditate, eat healthy, breathe, hug people that are close to you. (sighs) Yeah, so I will be doing a couple podcast episodes later in the month just to give you guys some updates on myself and what we are creating for the new year, but this episode is not about me at all. It is about um, a beautiful human named David, and David gets guidance from source. So if you are having not the best time right now or if you need some guidance, hopefully this episode will help you out and maybe David has something to offer you because um, he has been channeling source since he was young. And source, you know, God, whatever you want to call it, David calls Um, it the stream. So during his teenage years, he developed a deep understanding of universal laws and he used these teachings to overcome enormous obstacles. We go through his story. It's pretty wild. He developed an ability to share his guidance for the benefit of others and has created a simple set of tools that profoundly transformed every aspect of his life. And he calls this the Taya practice. And so you can get involved in the Taya practice and raise your vibes too. We talk all about that. He also has a best-selling book. He has a radio show. He has a podcast too and the online training programs. So, oh, I guess they should tell you, like, Taya, what the heck is Taya? Taya stands for trust your abundance. And this lifestyle empowers students to manifest abundance in all areas of their lives, love, wellness, source connection, finances, etc. So we talk about channeling, we talk about spiritual awakening, we talk about law of attraction and frequency, all that stuff. And David actually does a little bit of channeling during this interview too. I also ask him, you know, what his thoughts are with channeling because I've had some people in my community say that channeling is actually not great and we're connecting to um, negative energy energy and it's all deception and really this is a deception and we're all not awakening so we talk about that as well it was really interesting and it just confirmed with my intuition what I was thinking so 
little lesson, always trust yourself, your inner guidance, your discernment on that stuff. So anyways, we're going to get right into the interview with David. You'll hear from me in the next couple weeks with some updates, but for now, sit back, relax, learn if David can help you and how you can connect to source energy with ease. Also, if this interview helped you in any way or you liked it or you want to share it, please either rate, review, subscribe the Wild Soul podcast and or take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to and post it on your social so more ears can hear the messages. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Happy December. I will see you next week. And for now, here is David. David, welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and that we're having this conversation. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. The first question that I always ask my guests is who they are. So who is David? Uh, David is a guy who's 52 years old, lives in Southern California, uh, who has been receiving uh, a really good connection to source, uh, really my entire life. I'll stop speaking in the third person now, um, <laughs> really my entire life. And I kept it hidden for most of my life. Uh, as a child, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of a loner for a while. And then when I got uh, into my teen years, I decided I wanted to hang out with cool kids. So I really hid all of that stuff and hid a lot of aspects of who I was, uh, so I could run with cool kids. Uh, and then I got a little older and, um, you know, that wasn't really serving me anymore. So I started seeing psychics and, and things of this nature to try to understand why I was coming to understand that I had this knowing about things that were really rooted in what I would now call universal law. You know, as a child, and as a, even in my 20s, I really didn't know any of that stuff. I was not interested in, in spirituality. Uh, I really had renounced religion. I was identifying as an atheist for a while. A very short while because I always knew there was something more and something, but it wasn't as it was identified by everything else that I was, you know, uh, delving into. So I didn't really get into spirituality that much. Uh, I actually decided to go see psychics. So in my 20s and 30s, I saw a lot of psychics. I had a lot of cool experiences. Uh, and then in my sort of late 30s, uh, probably around 38 or so, I saw a psychic in Casadega, Florida, who told me that I was a channel and she told me all about what channeling was. And I didn't want any part of it. <laughs> I thought it sounded weird. Uh, at that point, I was uh, deep into a corporate career. I was a big corporate guy and I was living this corporate lifestyle. And I really didn't want to be that. But I enjoyed what I was getting. I was getting a lot of clarity. I really understood the world. I understood people. Uh, I, when I wasn't down in my, what I now call my lower vibration down, you know, rooted in my ego, I really could just appreciate everyone for who and what they were. And, and I was very, um, I was very into not taking sides on stuff. You know, I really understood the gray area of things. And it actually helped me a lot in life. It helped me in my corporate career. And I was very successful, but I did reach a point uh, in my early forties where I wasn't really served by just following the path that I'd been on my entire adult life. And that path was really all about accumulating material things and wealth. Uh, as I said, I understood what we call the law of attraction uh, very early. I, I remember prior to age six, uh, really understanding that what my parents were teaching me that 
you know, you've got to work hard, you've got to go to school, you've got to live a certain life. And even when you do that, you're probably not going to have the things that those people have. That was the mindset of, of my mother and father uh, when I was young. And I remember thinking they were wrong as a child, that that wasn't true, that that wasn't going to be true for me. And luckily for me, my parents became very disconnected from my life. Uh, my father left when I was six, uh, married someone else, had another family with her. My mother really uh, disconnected from my life. And I was really left to my own devices, really from that age forward to, to raise myself. You know, I remember my mother telling me at one point, I think it was in the fourth grade, that she was giving up and she wasn't going to bother with me anymore. And from that point forward, I just kind of just did my own thing. Uh, and that could have gone, you know, either direction. And, and, and um, fortunately, I had this knowing that sort of guided me. And although I wasn't the perfect child, I also wasn't, you know, burning down buildings and developing drug addictions and stuff like that. It was actually kind of this protection that was around me that guided me through life. But having grown up poor, because my mother raised me, uh, she was a minimum wage worker. Uh, we lived in very um, poverty conditions. I thought happiness was money and material things. And I really spent the first 20 years of my adult life manifesting that. And I did manifest that. Uh, in fact, when I was 41, I was living in Seattle, uh, kind of near you, uh, in Bellevue, Washington, in this, you know, 4,200 square foot house, beautifully furnished with a Mercedes and a Porsche and, you know, great clothes and, and luxury travel, just everything you can imagine that you would want materially to be happy. But I wasn't happy. Mm. I was about 300 pounds. I had an Oxycontin addiction. Uh, I was actually deep into a corporate career that I didn't like at all. I didn't like the company or the employees or my coworkers. I didn't like any aspect of it. Um, there were things that I liked about it, but most of it I, I didn't really care for at all. It wasn't serving my, my soul expansion, if you will. And I needed to reinvent myself. And I kind of disrupted all of that stuff at 4041 and really reinvented myself and, and went so far with it that I really came to understand what channeling really was and even came to terms with the fact that I had that ability. And then I started sharing that ability with the world just a few years ago. I started a podcast, wrote a book. Uh, and then from there, due to my own frustration with a lot of teachings that are out there, I created a system for myself to implement those teachings in my life. And it worked. And I didn't even really realize I was doing that. I just did it. And then I started teaching that system to other people. That system morphed into what we now call the Taya practice. So we created uh, a spiritual mindset practice that really raises your vibration. And in raising your vibration, you, you reach heightened states of, of joy and clarity. And then what we call abundance flows from there. And of course, my definition of abundance today is whatever you want to experience in your life. We're creating our own reality for sure. And we get to, to paint that picture for ourselves. And it's never a perfect picture, ever. And that's the beauty of it. And I've come full circle to really understand that, that the, the perfection of imperfection. So today I'm all about that. There's my life story. And wow. <laughs> okay, you said a lot. I'm trying to remember all what you said. Okay, first of all, are you, were you an only child growing up? No, I had an older brother, four-year-old, uh, older brother, four yeah. years older, older brother. Did he experience the same thing that you did when you were a child? So like what exactly, like when you were little and you knew that you were different, like did you hear people talking to you? Do you just have a knowing of like events that were going to happen before or what, what exactly was well, it? Well, to answer the question about my brother, he and I took, it's funny because we both turned out um, really successful in life. You know, we're happy, we're, we have our act together, we're financially successful, uh, you know, we're both functioning adults. We're what society tells us we're supposed to be, but in very different ways because he uh, dove deep into Christianity 
at one point he was going to be a minister. Uh, even though our family was not religious, my brother became very religious and I became very not religious. <laughs> part of that was because I'm gay. And, and, you know, when you're a gay person and the church is telling you that what you are, and who you are is wrong, you are naturally going to question it. So yeah. I think that, that, that me being gay was a gift for me as well, because I could have gone down the same path as my brother and never realized this because he's definitely in the camp of people that even though we talk and we're friendly, he does not understand the, the channeling aspect of me at all. It took, it was enough for him to accept that I was gay. That was about a 10 to 15 year process oh, wow. for him to get over that. Uh, but then to accept that I'm a channel, I don't, I think that's just too much to ask at this point. But we took very different paths. And as far as how I was receiving it, it really was just understanding of things early on. I did, I was very open, uh, to what I call the energetic realm. And, and I think a lot of you know young children are obviously we, we see experiences all the time of, of children saying they're seeing things and talking to things that we think are not there, but some of us still have that recollection of it being very, very real. And I do have those experiences and those carry forward into my teen years of, you know, having these sort of supernatural experiences. And I now, I, I believe that we create a scenario that we can comprehend when we're connected to the energetic realm. And that's how we're seeing things and hearing things and things like that, it, because we're human beings. And that's how we filter information. So I've had those experiences and all of that stuff sort of culminated in my thirties to where I started tapping into to things that I didn't understand what I was tapping into. And, you know, my life got really bad during that period. And I started uh, experiencing things around me that were very much like what the, the version of a haunted house you would see in a movie, chandeliers, falling footsteps, all of that stuff. And I wasn't the only one experiencing it. My, my partner at the time was experiencing it also, but we were attracting all of that stuff. In fact, the most quote unquote haunted house I ever lived in was outside of Seattle in Bellevue, Washington. Wow. And that, that experience, though, led me down the path of understanding how the energetic realm operates and to be more intentional in, in, with what I'm tapping into. And when I became uh, aware of all of that, all that changed. I've never experienced anything of that nature again. In fact, it's not scary or weird to me anymore at all. It's just it's very normal to me. So now when I speak to people that aren't into it, I'm sure they think I'm nuts and I'm completely fine with that, yeah. but it's just very normal to me because I, I get that it's all around us and we're in it. It's not something in another place. It's not something that uh, I, I think we're all part of it, but we're taught in our society to shut it down so that we can function in this, you know, template of life that we've all been provided. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I feel that that's a, a lot of people's stories. Like they've shut it down when they were little and just like put it, pushed it, kept pushing it down. And then it's this one point where they can't ignore it anymore. Um, so just to reiterate what you said, when you were um, living the corporate life and then it kind of all changed at like 40, 41, what was like the tipping point? Was there something mm -hmm. that happened or the spirit was like, or source was just like, yo, David. <laughs> well, it was a lot of, <laughs> well, that, that in, in, in its own way. Yes. But there were a whole lot of things that were sort of going on at the same time. Uh, you know, very uh, health was an issue. Weight was an issue. Those two things are obviously um, interconnected. Relationship was uh dead as a relationship for sure. Um, the, the, you know, haunted house type things were going on around me. And then the, 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 the one tipping point is I remember being in my house one day and I had, uh, I always said to myself, I was never going to have this house with these rooms that you don't use. And I found <laughs> myself living in this big house with all these rooms. I had rooms in my house that I didn't go into for months. Uh, and then downstairs we had this whole formal area that we never used. 
and it was beautifully furnished. And I remember sitting in that room looking at, you know, the crystal and the china and the chandelier and the artwork and the upholstery and the rug and like, wow, I've got all this crap that was supposed to make me happy. And I'm thinking about my day to day life. I'm like, I'm not happy at all. And here I've got all this stuff and it's nice, but it's not delivering what I thought it was going to deliver. So that was kind of the tipping point. And then everything started to kind of unravel from there. And as it unraveled, it took years to really fully unravel. My last holdout was my corporate job. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, ended the relationship. I got into shape, started going to a trainer. My health dramatically improved. I got off of Oxycontin. The chronic back pain went away. Uh, you know, all of these things cleaned up in my life. And the last holdout was the corporate job. I, I was still in that space of thinking that I had to have this mid six figure corporate job to survive. That this is my only, you know, good to humanity is, is you know, working in upper management, executive leadership or retail. <laughs> and, and I um, really came to realize that I had tools and things to offer the world that I wasn't able to offer, even as a corporate executive, uh, that could help people. And I loved helping people. That was how I was so successful in that industry. I, I taught um, interior designers how to sell furniture and make nice a nice living selling furniture. And I did that over uh, several locations uh, very successfully. And the, I, I loved doing that, but there were aspects uh, of their lives because interior designers tend to be very expressive people. You meet with them and talk about what's going on. You're going to hear about everything that's going on in their personal life and how that's impacting their, their job performance. And I couldn't help them. It wasn't my place in a corporate environment to say, well, you know, you need to you know, love yourself more <laughs> to exit this relationship and attract somebody this morning. I can't say that in a corporate environment. You know, I would have lost my job, so I couldn't mm -hmm. do that. So I realized that I wanted to start sharing all of this uh, with the world in a different way. And while I was still in that job, I started the Stream of David podcast. Uh, and that uh, took off and did very well. I still have that podcast today. And I wrote my book. And I realized that... I couldn't do that job for you know 50 plus hours a week and promote my book and teach people the way that I wanted to teach. And I didn't have a business plan. I had no idea I was going to make a living. I knew enough about publishing to know that you can't make a living publishing unless you're at the top of the you know, New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. And I just decided to quit my job. I just jumped out of the airplane. You just jumped. I just, just jumped. I just quit. And I thought, wow, this is the scariest damn thing I've ever done. And I was living in a $6,000 a month apartment in San Francisco at the time, okay. uh, which doesn't get you a whole lot in San Francisco, well, but it was a nice place. Uh, and, you know, I was driving a car that I was leasing for $1,200 a month and I was living that, that income lifestyle. And I just quit and uh, moved to Palm Springs, um, actually crossed paths magically with someone that teaches you how to do online courses. I never thought I would do an online course. I kind of turned my nose up to it in the beginning, like, oh, I'm not that I'm going to write books and channel the streams wisdom. And then it became very clear to me from the stream that the online course that I was turning my nose up to was the very thing that I was manifesting because I wanted to teach people how to make these things uh, a system in their lives so that it becomes their new vibration because we're all vibrational beings and we, you know, we read books and we listen to podcasts and we watch YouTube videos. I do all of those things and we get really inspired but we tend to default back to how we are, how we are, how we are, and kind of stay in this default vibration because that vibration was created over a lifetime. And you don't just you know, snap your fingers and change your vibration, not permanently. 
Uh, and so I created a system that allows you to systematically raise your vibration higher and higher and higher. And in the beginning, it was all about quote unquote abundance. Uh, and I got a lot of people that were wanting to manifest money um, because I was always good at manifesting money. But the transition that occurred in, in my program was they stopped caring so much about money and started finding other things, finding love of self and finding source connection and learning to meditate in their own way. It's not necessarily the way, you know, people think of mainstream meditation, just learning to connect to source mm -hmm. and learning to clean up all of the transgressor energy in your life, all of that crap that we sort of harken back to that drags our vibration down, our triggers, you know, all of those bad things that happen in our lives, learning to detune that stuff. And all of these things started working together and really people were having a spiritual awakening in my program. So it transformed dramatically. And then, you know, if they're manifesting money or businesses or relationships, all of that stuff happens, but it's always secondary to that awakening process that occurs with it. So I love that. I absolutely love that. It's that's kind of a reflection of what happened in my life. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So that's what the T-Y-A? Taya. Taya. We're, we're, we're creating a word okay. <laughs> called yeah. Taya, yes. What does that stand for? Stands for trust your abundance, trust uh, because I've come to understand, and, and again, abundance is, is whatever you want. It's not necessarily money and material stuff, but it can be. But uh, abundance is just what you want to experience in life. <clears throat> and I have found that the, the, the sticking point, the reason people don't manifest the change that they want so much is because they're not able to fully trust yeah. So trust is a key word in all of this. So I love that we called it Taya, trust your abundance. That was very much delivered from the stream mm -hmm. uh, because trust is the key. And so when you're detuning fear and you're detuning judgment, your ability to trust just naturally increases. So the more you trust the universal process of creation, the more you're receiving. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, even I have trouble sometimes just trusting because I've been, diving into because I've seen psychics before too or some channelers and and they say that I have like the gift of healing and that I also have these abilities to well I feel like we all are intuitive and we all have the ability to do this more so or some more so than others um but yeah that's where I feel like I have some blocks with just like trusting myself and trusting that what I'm connecting to is actually legitimate and not evil <laughs> which I kind of wanted to get into because it's 2020 and a lot of stuff has happened this year and there's um on social media what i follow anyways there's a lot of um talk of the great awakening um so I'd, I'd like if you could talk about that a little bit or what your thoughts are and some people are saying it's actually not the great awakening it's the great deception and all these people that are channeling light language or aliens is actually evil and not good. So do you have anything to say about that? Well, I, I have found in my life that anything that's rooted in fear is not serving you. Mm. So if you're fearing something, you are going to attract something that, that is of like nature to be fearful about. And you're going to attract more fear. Okay, I agree. So I have lived enough life with enough what you would call dark energy experiences and have come through all of that, I know the difference between dark and light energy when I feel it. You've got to trust your, your instincts and your feelings. And the path to clarity for me that I teach is if you take fear and judgment away and trust, how do you feel about something? That's clarity. And clarity is my favorite manifestation of all. I've manifested everything that people want to manifest. I, I've, 
uh, you know, manifested dramatic weight loss. Um, I've manifested, you know, healing. I've manifested a deep loving relationship. I have manifested money. I've manifested material things, all of that stuff. And my favorite manifestation is clarity, just understanding the world and the detuning of fear. Our, our society runs on fear. Yeah, it is. And and fear is there to drag our vibration down and 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 cause us to behave in a certain way that pleases usually someone else and is usually in favor of someone else other than us. Think about the things in life that you've done that were rooted in fear and how that turned out and the things that you've done that were rooted in trust and how that turned out. If you can hold on to trust. But what people are not understanding very often is that we are all subject to this thing called polarity. And polarity creates what we call vibrational flow. Very important to understand this. And all you have to do is look inward. I will never teach anything and the stream does not teach anything other than going inward, going inward to your own tools, going inward to your own self healing, <clears throat> excuse me, going inward to your own, um, you, you, you just your own understanding of things, you know, listening to other teachers and other people for sure letting that pique your interest, but then turning inward and saying, how do I really feel about this? You know, what's my clarity on this? If I remove fear and judgment from this, how do I really feel about it? This person's telling me to be afraid of something. Why are they telling me to be afraid of something? If I truly trust the universe and feel a connection to source or God or higher self, or however you identify that positive energy, that loving energy, if I trust that, how can I go wrong? So everything that we teach is about that. It's not about an external force controlling your life in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not about this. Th this can be a time of great awakening and expansion, or it can be hell on earth. And you see everyone having those experiences and everything in between. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because people are creating their own experience. You know, I, I don't even, I don't go on social media other than to go directly into my groups and things that are about the stream of David. But if I happen to pop onto Facebook and start scrolling, it's crazy out there. You know, it, it, by crazy, I mean, there's just so much fear and so much fear mongering. And, you know, here in the United States, especially, and I know Canada is watching everything that's going on here, the polarity of our politics. And, you know, we've even managed to politicize wearing masks or not wearing masks. And, you know, the fear of COVID and just the fear of poverty and the fear of everything. And I've lived enough life to where there's been enough things that have come my way that should have destroyed me or destroyed me in some way that didn't, that I'm fearless now. And everybody can get here. It's not because I'm a channel and I'm special or I'm anointed or any of that stuff. It's just because I've listened to my inner guidance and I've done the work to really see the world clearly. And I have no fear of death. I have no fear of transitioning to the other side, however you refer to that. So if you're not fearing death, and you're not fearing poverty or, or things of that nature, then life gets really fun because the, all of those old triggers are just gone. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were trying to sell me a service for my business and it was all very fear-based. And you know, this person was saying, if you don't do this, you don't do that. You're not going to secure this and it's not going to work. And I said, you know, I don't really operate on that. You know, tell me what the real benefits of this are. And it was an attorney and he was just astounded that I wasn't triggered by all of the stuff he was feeding me. I, no. If this doesn't work, that will. If this thing falls apart, you know, this, this will work. And it's funny, I, I, I have operated like that for quite a while now. And I saw this, uh, this video of Oprah Winfrey from years and years and years ago. And I'm not some giant Oprah fan, but I thought it was really cool because it was when she first started her talk show 
And the guy interviewing her said, what if your talk show is not successful? And very calmly, this glow came over her and she said, I'm not defined by the success of my show. If my show isn't successful, I'll be fine and move on to do something else, but it's going to be successful. And I thought that's why Oprah is Oprah because she got that early on. And even though the, the cards were stacked against her in life based on prejudices and things like that, she was successful anyway. We can all be that in whatever way we want to be and, and, and fear mongering and fearing dark energy. I have a really clear understanding of what that is now. And I understand that there is, this is going to get really, really deep, but there is, consider, there, there is what we know as, as love, right? And we all feel that when we're up in high vibration, we feel that love of source. We feel protected. Sometimes we know that we can tap into that when we get our vibe really high. We know that sometimes when we're not really trying and we're just kind of enjoying that intuition and, and just this, this calmness flows in that source, your, your intuition is source. That thing that we identify as our higher self is source is God. However you want to call it, we all have access to it. So in that regard, we're all channels. We all can tap into our own inner guidance. And I always tell people to, to tap into your own inner guidance and understand the difference between how you're thinking when you're up in high vibration and then when your vibration is a little lower. When you're feeling less energized, when you're not feeling well, uh, when things seem to be not going right for you during the day, you're down in a lower vibrational flow and we all go there. It's natural to go through lower vibrational flow. And that's not the time to start pondering these things because you really are less connected, if not disconnected from source. Source is high, source is love, source is high vibration. So the meditating that we do and the things that we do that raise our vibration is all about allowing that natural source connection to just be realized. And in that natural source connection, we've got everything that we need and it's easier to trust up there. So when I started teaching what we now call Taya, it was all about all of these things that I do to raise my vibration, but it's not about clawing my way up and keeping it high all the time. It's about appreciating the up and the down because we're not going to stop that. That's why the most successful people still have problems. Uh, you know, spiritual gurus, quote unquote, uh, whether they share them publicly or not still have problems. I, I am, I, I don't like the word guru, uh, spiritual teacher, sure channel. Yes. Um, I share when things go wrong in my life. You know, when I gain weight during COVID, I'm on my podcast talking about it, how I'm learning to love my heavier self or, you know, if, um, you know, I kind of, uh, I was dating for a little while, um, before my, my current relationship. And I, I dipped into a relationship with a narcissist and I realized very quick, quickly that that was my own attraction, that I was getting a little narcissistic and I retracted, I attracted, retracted, I attracted the mirror image of what I was, what I was projecting to show me what that really looked like if I wanted to continue down that path. Yeah. And then I got ensnared in that for a bit. And I had that experience. And then once I moved through that experience, um, I started reading articles about it, how impasse and narcissists get, you know, uh, connected. <laughs> it was very victim, very victim based, you know, as an empath, you was sort of like you poor little empath. You've been tricked by this narcissist and it's not your fault. And I'm like, I didn't like that at all. I want to take ownership of what I do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was getting into my own narcissism. Um, and I attracted this person into my life and I learned this lesson from that experience. And, and actually I'm still friends with this person today, certainly not in any romantic way, but still friends with this person today and love that I had that experience and don't feel like a victim because I know that I attracted it and I now see how it served me. 
how it served my expansion because you know you raised your hand when I said narcissist. Yeah. I don't think you were identifying as one, but I think you've <laughs> obviously had an experience. Yeah. Uh, I know that energy when I'm around it, and you're definitely not that. But you know, you've had that experience, but as long as you stay in that victim vibe of it, you're gonna continue to keep that energy alive mm -hmm. and potentially attract more of that until you sort of take ownership and say, okay, how did I attract that and why and how does it serve me? I look at everything in my life that way now. Notice when I told the story about my mother and father, it wasn't, oh, I was abandoned by my father at six and it was terrible and my mother, you know, I tell those stories, but I realize that those were gifts. Those were the best things that ever happened to me was having disconnected parents. Even though my childhood was rough, now I look back and think, gosh, it was so expansive mm -hmm. that I had a mother that told me to kill myself. You know, I had that extreme going on in my life wow. and I, I moved through it and I grew as a result of it. And now I teach as a result of it. So it's fantastic. And we all have the ability to allow our lower vibrational manifestations to serve us on a higher level. And when we do that, we're not fearing them anymore. And when we stop fearing them, we, we attract fewer of them. And we actually develop a, an ability to meet those things in joy because we know they're going to serve our expansion. You can get there with this next negative things that cross your path. You look at it and say, wow, I manifested that and this is a gift and I'm going to raise my vibration because all the solutions are up there and I can't wait to see how this is going to serve my expansion. Mm, that's beautiful. What a great way to look at stuff. Um, I had that same experience this year, <laughs> narcissistic relationship. And I was like, I even said that to myself. I'm like, well, I attracted this somehow. Like, <laughs> what part of me? Like, and it was such a... It was a gift because I saw so much of myself in that person. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I did in previous relationships. <laughs> okay. So that's funny that you said that. It's, uh, yeah. It's, you know, and it's, it was weird for me with all of these tools and I was 51 years old, 52 now, it wasn't that long ago to get ensnared in something like that that you know is not serving you, you know it's not good for you, but you can, you know, I was always the, the more alpha type person that I could just walk away from anything. Yeah, same. <laughs> I could, yeah, I couldn't just walk away from that. I was in it, but I realized that I needed to be in it to experience it and th that that was, that was serving me. And I think if I had demonized that person, I would have stayed in that vibration. I ended up, that person introduced me to the love of my life that I'm with now, which is amazing. Yeah. So it's a cool ending to a story, but it was a very interesting experience. And at the time, I was far along enough in my, my practice to where I knew I manifested it. I knew it was serving me in some way, but it took time and distance to really see how it was serving me. Mm -hmm. And it does. Yeah, I believe everything is happening for us, not to us. So, and I, I agree with what you're saying about the, the victim mentality, because I got coached a little bit on that this year, too. He's like, yeah, you just sound like a victim right now. And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> I don't want to be that. There's no power in being a victim. So thank you for Yeah, and I, I sometimes, you know, I'll uh, do a show and, and an audience is new to our teachings and they'll say, oh, well, you're victim blaming. It's not about blame. It's never about blame. And, and the reason that I want people who see themselves as victims to move beyond that victim mindset is because then you claim your creative power mm -hmm. to not be a victim again in the future and to not manifest things of that nature. But as long as you stay in that victim vibe yeah. where society often wants to stick you, then you're going to stay in this repeat repetitive pattern of attracting, you know, <laughs> you hear people say that they're a loser magnet or that they're always broke, or even when they manifest extra money, it all goes away very quickly. 
that vibration just stays active until you claim ownership of it and understand how it served you at one time and doesn't have to continue teaching you that lesson. Mm. Yep, you can learn the lesson and move on. <laughs> yeah, move on to messing up something else in your yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, I have a couple more questions for you, David. So how, it, how exactly does your channeling work? And if someone were interested in, in the program that you do, like are they getting private channels from stream directly to them from you? Or like, do you just have a stream for the collective? Like, how does that all work? So my channeling works by, I, I raise my vibration, I set an intention, I focus on, I, I know how to dial into that energy now. In fact, I can dial into to all of these energy fields that I've created. We, we forget that our, in fact, we don't forget, a lot of times we don't understand that our creative mind is a powerful creator. Our imagination is a creative tool. And we think, well, I'm just imagining this. I'm not really experiencing this. Well, you create via your imagination and it becomes reality. In fact, everything that has been created, especially the human creations that we're aware of, it was all imagination in the beginning. Yeah. So I use my imagination to tap in. And, and then when I begin channeling, I'll get quiet for a moment. I'll uh, invite whomever I'm with to sort of do the same thing. So we raise the collective vibe. And then when they show up, they always say, we're here. And you know you're talking to them and not me in that vibration. So we can do that if you want. Uh, and as far as how people get uh, into my programs, I do. I have a whole lot of stuff that I just do. I have a podcast. Uh, I have a website, thestreamofdavid.com. You can Google the Taya practice, TYA, and see all kinds of uh, things about the Taya practice. Uh, it's also explained on our uh, website. I have a Facebook group called the Taya practice that you can join uh, where you start learning it. All of that stuff, uh, as far as working with me goes, uh, you can go on my website and book our sessions with the stream where I channel uh, in these hour long sessions. Uh, and the program that I have is what we call Taya Bootcamp. And I always tell people to get into the Facebook group, get into it, see if the practice makes sense to you, if it's something that you feel guided to pursue. And then if you're really interested in it, there's a free masterclass that we offer. You can take the free masterclass, you go through that you get a, a hour long session with me for taking the free masterclass. And that is your discovery session to find out if bootcamp is the right thing for you uh, or not. And you find out all the particulars about it, but I always want everybody to go through the masterclass first because that tells you everything that Ty is all about. And the, from there you can discern your preference and decide if you want to talk about bootcamp. Bootcamp's a 12 week program uh, where you really, you take this Ty practice and you make it your new way of being. Uh, it's not a cult or religion. There's no rules. There's no worship or anything like that. It is a mindset practice, but it's a mindset practice that gives you the tools to raise your default vibration. And there are four pillars in Taya and one is what we call forgiveness. Uh, but really it's appreciation because it's, we kind of move through the vibration of forgiveness for all of our transgressor energy. So anything that has ever happened in our lives, people, circumstances, and events, that we cannot look upon in full appreciation is transgressor energy. So we want to clean all that stuff up through understanding of it, appreciation of it beyond forgiveness. Um, another pillar is source connection. You know, we want to be connected to source most of the time because the more you allow yourself to be connected to source, the more things you're doing that spark joy, that give you that natural source connection, the more guided you are in a positive way, the less you have to be fearful of the more you can trust, the more intuition you have, life just gets a lot better. We've been taught to separate ourselves from that and be controlled by other people. We don't have to do that anymore. 
we never had to do it in the first place, but now mm -hmm. in society, we're moving to a place collectively to where more of us are understanding we don't have to do that. Uh, the other thing is polarity, understanding polarity and vibrational flow. Everybody is aware that they have vibrational flow. Everyone is aware that there are days that your mood is up, high, good, you're in a positive place, and the next day, you're not in the same place. And you know, a, a way to sort of look at uh, this is an experiment for yourself. Think about the times that you have got your vibration really high. You're really inspired. You're thinking about starting something new and you're believing it and you're trusting it. And you feel great about it. And then the next day you revisit the topic and suddenly you think you were foolish to even think that. We've all experienced that. That is vibrational flow. So you don't have to just take our word for it. It's real because you, you, you experience it understanding vibrational flow. Astrology is very much rooted in vibrational flow. Where we differ from astrology is we acknowledge that the sum of your life experiences also impact your vibrational flow. So if you, if you have had a rough life and you're looking at all of it from the victim mindset, you may be a very negative person that's living a really uh, unsatisfying existence. You know, maybe your money is always a problem and you're always alone or you're attracting the wrong partner or you're using drugs or alcohol or, or food or something a lot to soothe the disconnection from source. Or maybe you've got all that going on. That supersedes vibrational flow. That's your reaction to your environment. So we get into that very deeply. And the final pillar is intention. Just being intentional with your life and your day and understanding these big, broad intentions that we set for our lives are great. but if you're not finding happiness in the day-to-day -day building of all of that, you're probably never going to achieve it. Or you're going to achieve it and realize that it's not serving your expansion the way that you thought it would, just like I did. So it really is setting an intention of daily joy. What do I want to experience today? I want to have fun. I want to meet fun people. I want to have these serendipitous moments. You know, we have these, these moments in our lives that aren't first-class travel and five-star cuisine and and meeting you know, cool people that are just normal little days that end up just being joyful from nowhere. You can make your whole life that with intention. Yeah, I feel when people set an intention too, it is, um, it's, it goes back to the law of vibration too, the intention, I feel like there needs to be intention with almost everything that you do, I've heard anyways. Yeah, you're pre-paving, you're, you're basically, you're predicting your own future. It's funny because a lot of people that, that talk to channels uh, want the channel or the channel entities to predict the future. Right. And the stream is all about you predict your future. You create what's next for you. There are endless possibilities of what can happen in every next moment. And yes, you help hold the power to shift it. And I think that when you're looking externally for someone else to tell you what's next for you, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You can latch onto that and make that be, or you can decide that you don't need anyone to tell you what your future is going to be because you hold the power to create it. It's really not understanding your true creative power when you're needing to know what the future is going to hold. I used to be like that. When I used to go to psychics, I, I would go for my deeper reason of understanding, but I'd always say, well, what's, what's the future hold? What's next? And sometimes they were right and, and sometimes they weren't. But then I realized that why do I even need that? Because I, I, I had a, that same psychic was predicting stuff in the future and everything she predicted actually came to pass, but it was what I was already in alignment with anyway. Right. And it was very general. And the things that came to pass uh, weren't that magical. It was all the positive stuff. And I realized that knowing that didn't serve me in any way anyway. 
So I don't even look for that anymore. I don't ask the stream, show me the future. Uh, I have asked them, show me other worlds and things like that, but not show me the future. Oops, sorry to interrupt, David. (laughs) um, Do people come to you thinking that you know the future and that's what they they want? Like they want that out? We get asked that a lot uh, with new, with new people. I'll do it. I do a show every Wednesday at four on my YouTube channel and in uh, Facebook. And you can come on and type in questions. And I always have a co-host that reads the questions. And it's very often that somebody will come through and they haven't encountered the stream's teachings before. And they'll say, you know, ask the stream what's next for me. And the answer to that is always something to, uh, to akin to what's next for you depends on your vibration. If you're not going to change your vibration, what's next for you is probably more of the same mm-hmm. that you've been getting. Because we get into these holding patterns of repetitive manifestations and our life is just that. Every aspect of our life is just this repetitive manifestation until we do something to disrupt the vibration. And vibrational disruption is a really good thing. Whether the outcome seems positive or negative, it actually is a very good thing because we expand regardless of the outcome. Okay, cool. <laughs> do you know anything about um, the Galactic Federation? I have heard that term. Uh, there are all, I, I have found that spirituality is, is a big, big tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, sometimes I'll jokingly refer to myself as the least, least spiritual, spiritual teacher you'll ever meet because I haven't, I d- haven't really gotten into any of that. I have really gone inward and trusted the streams, guidance, and everything that I've come to comprehend. And what they teach, and I love this, is that all of these things that we identify from our human perspective are our interpretation of the energetic realm. Mm -hmm. And that we give them these great names, that they're all human created names, Mm -hmm. and that there's nothing wrong with any of it. And there's really, there's nothing wrong with anything that we do. There's nothing wrong with organized religion. If it serves your expansion, there's nothing wrong with that. If you are delving into, uh, what did you call it, intergalactic? (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, it's, like, <clears throat> it's called the Galactic Federation. I've just heard Galactic that. Galactic Federation. Again, that's, that's something that, you know, it sounds kind of sci-fi, yeah. but there is an energetic realm that, that is infinite, that is so infinite that it's beyond our human comprehension. And I get that. And I have asked to see other worlds and I've seen things that I didn't understand. And what I get from the stream is that we are here in the vibration of planet earth and planet earth is one of infinite physical realities. And we absolutely as a collective have a connection to all of it from an eternal standpoint, our soul perspective, but our ego, our human consciousness cannot handle all of that because we are are focused on earth and our earth experience, but we all know there's more. And we all are curious about what that is. But when people come and ask the stream about other, other life experiences and things like that, it's interesting because they will say that your other experiences are so infinite, you cannot even begin to explore them in your lifetime. Your energy has been and is so many other things that you can't comprehend that as a human being. And they turn you back toward focusing on your earthly human experience, knowing that you are endless other things and there are endless other environments, but exploring those things. And again, like I said, using the imagination to bridge the gap and create a version of that you can comprehend 
is a cool thing because it expands your knowing. That's why, you know, even though I said it sounds like science fiction, I'm not making fun of it at all because I just got through saying earlier that that's exactly how you create the connection. So giving it that sci-fi name, intergalactic, what was it again? <laughs> Federation. Federation. I mean, it, I, I grew up in the 70s and you would have these cartoons and it sounded like some cool cartoon, you know, from the 70s. But anyone that's delving into that, if it's serving their expansion and it's broadening their knowledge or their connection to the energetic realm, then it's the right thing for them to be into. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong, nothing, you know, this is right, this is wrong. There is none of that. That, that, that idea that, you know, the stream is the only way and you must listen to the stream's teachings or Christianity is the only way and you must listen to the teachings of Jesus Christ. I, I, I do not get any of that from the stream. It is not a one-size-fits-all world. And we, we see evidence of that all around us, yes. that people are served with different beliefs. There are people that go to church every Sunday that, that pray to God and, and, and believe that Jesus Christ is their Savior and are living joyful lives. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Right. As long as we're not hurting anybody, I feel like we can believe whatever we want to believe in. If it's for, yeah. Yeah. Where I, where I stop is where, where it gets dogmatic, you know, that this is the only way and you must believe the way I believe. And a lot of people are like that. I think humanity is moving away from that as we come together globally in mediums such as this, and we start kind of comparing notes. That's what's really causing the ascension because we're all questioning you know, gosh, you know, do we need government to be what it's been? Maybe that's why governments are kind of crumbling a little bit. Do we need organized religion to be what it's been? Maybe that's why that's all coming into question. Even police forces and, and the monarchy, you know, look at all of the things that are starting to fracture a little bit. And I don't necessarily think that that means that they're just going to go away, but I do see every generation becoming more and more enlightened, if you will. I think everyone is born up to speed with the time they're born into. And that's why I'm a Gen Xer and, and Gen Xers certainly are more open-minded about things than baby boomers. And then I look at millennials. When I lived in San Francisco, I lived in a building full of millennials and a lot of Gen Xers can be very judgmental about millennials. Yeah. I'm sure you're a millennial, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, they're so listless and lazy and they're not like us. And I looked at all these people. I'm like, wow, you know, these kids are running around this expensive apartment building. I think the cheapest apartment was like 4,400 bucks a month in San Francisco and they all have their Macs, they're in pajamas or sweats, running their little businesses and living life. And a lot of them aren't even from the United States. So you've got a generation of people that aren't tied to a job, that aren't tied to a country, that are entrepreneurial more so than ever. I, I was like, they get it. You know, they're born up to speed with now. They're understanding that this idea of you've got to, you know, get this type of education go to work for some company until you're you know, completely worn out, retire and die. And there's your life. It doesn't have to be that way. And, and I was very inspired by that realizing that, gosh, you know, that every generation evolves a little more. And it doesn't mean that, you know, Gen X and baby boomers don't have plenty to offer in terms of wisdom because we've actually lived the experience, but appreciating the fact that everyone's born up to speed with their time uh, is very helpful in understanding society. It's helpful too in understanding parenting. Because I, I did a podcast a couple of years ago. It's one of my most popular podcasts. It was called Your Parents Were Supposed to Screw You Up. <laughs> I I have, I have, yeah, I have over 100 <laughs> graduates in my boot camp now. And I, I can tell you that almost every single one of them were detuning parents in boot camp as mm -hmm. transgressors. Mm -hmm. And it's not because the parents were like necessarily like my parents that were really disconnected. A lot of these parents were well-meaning parents. But because you're born up to speed with the time you're born into, there's no way your parents are really going to 
tell you everything that you need to learn about life. And there's no way you're going to operate your life just like them and find it satisfying. And you're certainly not going to operate your life the way your grandparents did and find that satisfying. Mm-hmm. Our world evolves, whether you fight it or not, it does. And, and rolling with vibrational flow and rolling with evolution is so much more joyful than pushing against it. Yep. My, um, my, my parents are, they skipped a generation. They're baby boomers. So (laughs) especially this past year, it's been, uh, interesting just going over to their house and communicating with them. And I, like, I believe that, yeah, we pick our parents for a reason and stuff. So they've been very good teachers. Um, but I can probably relate to what you were saying about people with their parents in your program. And you're, and you're right. Uh, the stream teaches that we choose our point of entry as human beings vibrationally for the experience that's offered. And what we get backward, and this was such an aha for me from the stream, we look at someone who's born into you know, two doting parents, uh, you know, financially secure, healthy, and think, gosh, that, that person is blessed somehow. They're lucky, you know, they're born into these great circumstances. And then we look at someone that's born into difficulty and we think, gosh, you know, they're cursed somehow or they're paying for something from a past life. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But really what the stream teaches, and it makes so much sense if you think about it, as we move more and more and more into what we call the core of source energy, become more sophisticated beings, we seek out more sophisticated physical experiences for the contrast that is offered, meaning the one that, that projects themselves in the path of more challenge is actually looking for that challenge for the expansion that's possible in that challenge. This is why you may have seen stories of, of these little kids that are born with terminal cancer or they, they develop it early on and perhaps they spend their entire childhood in a hospital and they die at a young age. And so often the people that knew them speak of how enlightened they were of how they just got it, how at peace they were with their their uh, path in life. That's a very sophisticated being coming to planet Earth, having that experience. And from a human perspective, we think, well, gosh, why would anybody choose to come with terminal cancer and, and live life in a hospital and die? And how awful for the parents. But there is a transformative experience offered for everyone in something like that. And as the parents and the loved ones, you have a choice to ultimately expand in that experience or have it destroy you. And we see examples of that. And the thing that I've really gotten from the stream with our eternal nature is there's no right or wrong way to operate your life as a human being. Just because we judge as humans, we'll judge someone who you know, gets into their 20s and they have a, a drug problem and they die in the street of a drug overdose. Oh, what a wasted life. Oh, it's so terrible. It's awful. Well, who are we to judge that soul's experience? That that soul may have come to have an experience such as that, to have that experience. If you believe that you are eternal and that you're infinite and you are experiencing all of these expressions of source and physical, it takes the pressure off of this life and you can view it very differently. And when you view it differently, you, you gain appreciation for all humanity without judgment. And that's a pretty amazing place to be, to, to really be able to zoom out to a high perspective that I believe is available to all of us ultimately and not judge any of it. You know, we all judge from time to time, especially when we're down there. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you can really zoom out and not judge and have that tool to say, wow, if I really zoom out and I'm not judging my friend for what's going on, or I'm not judging my parents for what they just said or did, 
or I'm not judging the stranger that, you know, just behave that way and accept that we're attracting everything that we're experiencing, life gets really interesting and, and not bad interesting, really magical when you realize how much creative power that you have. Yeah, we have so much power. And I think that's like the society that we've been brought up to. Yeah, always looking for outside sources, but really it's like, we have so much power, let's go within, trust ourselves. So I really like what you said that about <clears throat> trust and clarity. So um, David, would you want to, or could you do a little <laughs> channeling for the listeners? Yes, of course, yeah. of course, of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I always take my glasses off. I joke that it messes with the signal, but I just, <laughs> I would rather not have anything uh, up around that area when I'm channeling. I don't think it makes a difference, but I do. Okay. Uh, so what I'll do now is I will, uh, I'm going to meditate for just a moment. So you'll have a little quiet air for just a moment. I invite you and your listeners, regardless of when you're listening to this, uh, even in an on-demand world, when you meditate and raise your vibration, you will get more from the experience and you will extract more information, if you will, from the stream. So I'm going to do that and um, they will be right back. We are here. Hello. <laughs> it's good to be here. We, we understand that you may have some questions for us. Um, I, I didn't even have a question. Um, sure, a question. Um, can you talk about what is happening with the energy of December and January of 2020 and 2021? The, 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 the thing about your, your, your calendar years, you, you have created this, this brilliant method of, 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 of tracking time and you've assigned these numbers to, to your trips around your sun. The, 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 the vibrational shifts that occur as, as one calendar year closes and the next opens up is the collective consciousness of humanity building that reality. And, 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 and we understand that there are many who, who will look back at, at the year that you call 2020 and, and, and say that it was perhaps a bad year or a transformative year or a year of ascension. There were all of these different labels, but more labels than ever being placed on, on a calendar year and, and, and the seeking of expansion or change in some way in the following year. That collective focus will cause change in the, in the coming year but it is likely not to be a dramatic shift simply because the shift is going to be created by the collective consciousness vibration, not by some external force. The, the, the collective consciousness of humanity counting a, a, a different year and, 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 and assigning a different focus to it will cause some shifts in energy. But the, the things that are transpiring on your planet are an evolution. The things that are transpiring on your planet, and, and you are in, in, in a more transformative period at this time, and what you are all perceiving as linear time, th th than what has come before in, in your recent recorded history. And, and that transformation, as David was sharing before we dropped in, 
is created because more and more and more of you via your technology are coming together, you're communicating, you're coming to a collective understanding that is an evolution of what prior generations believed. You are creating a new collective consciousness belief system. And in your creation of this expanded collective consciousness belief system of understanding your true creative powers, meaning that you are no longer placing yourselves in these templated lives that your parents and grandparents and those before them placed themselves in. Those were all tools of society building. And you are coming to understand that you no longer need those tools of society building to, to experience what's next for humanity. But what's next for humanity is truly up to humanity. You are in a polarized environment. There is evidence of, uh, of Earth's polarity. All physical environments are impacted by polarity. And the polarity serves to, to create this flow up and down in vibration. But it's important to understand that the, the, the high vibrational time, the expansive time, the, the springtime, if you will, of new creation, is, is part of the creative process, but dipping down into what you all uh, perhaps refer to as dark energy or lower vibrational energy, those things inspire all of that springtime creation. The storms come through and cause a little bit of destruction, sometimes much destruction, but spring always comes. Positive always prevails because positive is more powerful than negative always. Whether you're perceiving it that way or not, if you do a little case study of your lives and in, in what's going on on your planet and your recorded history, you will see that, that humanity and planet Earth will move through difficult times and always emerge expanded because of it. But if you are focusing on the difficult time, you're going to stick yourself in that vibration and have more experiences that are creating that difficult time for you personally. Or if you are focusing on the expansion, the evolution beyond the gifts of the difficult time, then you are going to conjure new creation inspired by that difficult time. So that is up to the collective consciousness of humanity always. And understand that because of polarity, there, there are certain groups of human beings that are focused on expansion, of moving beyond, of solving the problems. There are other groups of human beings that are very much focused on harnessing the power of the fear that the negative time creates. And in harnessing the power of the fear, gain more control and, 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 and place more power, thus more dollars in their pockets, if you will. And then there are plenty of others that, that are sort of moving about in this, this gray matter area where their focus is, is shifting all over the place. Sometimes they're not focused at all. They are simply focused on their, 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 their now in the very moment that they are experiencing and very much wanting to just experience comfort without moving out of that, that space that they are comfortable with. And, and all of those different vibrations are creating this amalgam that is the collective consciousness of humanity. This is why you, you are not all going to suddenly come together and create this, this 5D or beyond utopian society of perfection where you're all agreeing all the time. Because that is not the nature of a physical environment. A physical environment is always going to be impacted by polarity. But you can move through periods. You can evolve beyond. You can solve problems. And in the solving of problems, understand that the collective consciousness of humanity is, 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 is going to, to, to go where it will based on the thought process, based on the focus. But the important message is that each and every one of you within this collective consciousness of the ecosystem of planet Earth and within the collective consciousness of humanity, you all co create 
your own version of that. We refer to this as your own bubble of reality. This is why some of you are going moving through this time period and you're labeling it as ascension and you're excited about it and you're not fearful of, of poverty or illness or any of those things and, and, and you are eager for what's next. While others are, are, are creating a bubble of reality that is rooted in fear. And, and, and step back and notice the, 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 the continual outcomes for these thought processes and decide for yourselves what you want your thought process to be, what you want your creative bubble of reality to look like, and understand that you are the one that is creating it always. And you can craft that to have any changes that you want, any evolution that you want. And your worldview will shift significantly in your claiming of your power in creating that bubble. Makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what is something we can do to raise our vibration? Something simple. The, 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 the simplest path to raising your vibration is the, the systematic detuning of fear, noticing when, when fear or, or, or your little voice of limiting beliefs chime in, and, and learning to recognize that at the onset and mute it as something that is external from you. It, 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 is, it is your creation. So it is your creation to move outside of yourselves and, 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 and make it its own entity so that you can mute it, so that you can shrink it, so that you can ultimately detune it to where it barely exists at all. And as you're doing that, your quiet time, your meditation, your self-appreciation, your getting out in nature, you're doing things that simply quiet your mind, raise your vibration, and, and, and bring joy for no specific reason. Those two things in combination are all things that you can all do regardless of where you are right now. And they do not cost you a dime, except focus and a little bit of commitment to, to, to start doing them. Those things will indeed raise your vibration. Thank you. We have imparted quite a bit of information via David's direct interaction and, and, and via our sharing. As always, we guide you, if you are new to our teachings, to, to listen to some of these messages a few times because we, we share quite a bit of information with very few words. And when you listen a few times, it begins to really unfold for you. And when you, you think about your own lives, we, we will always guide you to discern your preferences. We will always guide you to absorb our teachings or, or any teachings and turn inward for your own clarity, removing fear, removing judgment, finding your clarity in it and, 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 and subscribing to the things that work for you and understanding that you're all works in progress. You are all vibrational beings on this journey that you call life and, and, and in experiencing things that are new ideas without fear, exploring, finding what works for you and what no longer works for you, allowing those things to, to, to shed away creates a magical life experience. You, you are all abundant beings and all it takes is, is, is increasing trust to allow more magic into your lives. Much love. That's yeah. all we have. Thank you so much. That was awesome. <laughs> they were in and out quick. <laughs> you like do you find when you channel that you are tired after or more energized or you feel the same? Uh, it kind of depends on how, what went on. Um, definitely buzzy with energy, but after uh, sometimes uh, we'll do this for two hours straight, oh, wow. uh, even though buzzy with energy and simultaneously exhausted. Uh, it's an interesting feeling. It always feels good 
it has never not felt good for them to come in and, and certainly good for them to, to depart. Uh, I have burst into tears after you, there's plenty of videos of me after going on a longer session where they go really deep and I'm bawling. 52 year old man bawling uh, for no apparent reason uh, afterward, just because the emotions are so high from it. Um, it's, it's a great experience. Uh, and it's something, I don't know that everybody cares to do it or not. I think everybody has a connection. Uh, and it really is about trusting the connection and using your imagination to bridge the gap and then allowing it to flow. And when I started sharing it with other people, I no longer needed to use any imagination at all. It just started flowing, which is really cool. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts and your time with me today. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you said that can definitely help people moving forward in the next coming year for sure. So um, where, if people want to work with you, um, how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you, David? Uh, the stream of david.com is a great place to start, to start exploring. I invite everybody to join my Facebook group, the Taya Practice. Uh, they can find the stream of David on TikTok, Instagram, all over the place. And we also have a guided meditation uh, called Source Connect. It's, uh, it's, it's really popular. I give that away for free. Uh, if you text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665, just text that one word AWAKEN to that number. You get the free guided meditation and then you get an uh, invitation to the Facebook group. You get a couple of other things kind of places you on this little path tie up but you don't get millions of texts and we don't share your number with anybody it's all automated too so i'm not going to be texting you saying hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh my god people do text back that and we can't answer it it does show up on a in a website but uh yeah it's it's a cool thing you get the the guided meditation is all channeled um Ooh. and my uh, and the music behind it is acoustic music that really takes you on this magical journey so it's a cool experience oh beautiful David, I'm so appreciative of this time. Thank you for coming on. I am so happy that we connected and I'm gonna uh, go, you do um, YouTube, you said, every week, live YouTubes? Yeah, you can go, if you're not into Facebook, you can go yeah. on my YouTube channel, The Stream of David, subscribe and, and do the, um, the little bell. I don't know so bad at all this stuff. Do the little <laughs> bell thing for notifications. Subscribe. Uh, 4 p.m. <laughs> Pacific, every Wednesday we're live on YouTube. Oh, so can, uh, Go in and type questions. And that's today. You're going to be live today. On I'll be live at four o'clock today. And I always have a co-host and it's, I always, uh, I have a fun group of people that kind of rotate and co-host with me. Okay. Beautiful. David, thank you so much. Yeah. It was great being here, Shannon. You're, you're a bright light for sure. I really enjoyed oh, it. Thank you so much. Likewise. Takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.